the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Don't have time to go on SoCal Live today? Leave Scott a voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. Great to be with you as we are each and every week from 3 to 5, each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, right here on this station. It's always good to be with you. You can join our conversation by calling 888-528-2557, Yesterday, uh, Elon Musk walked into the Twitter headquarters carrying a bathroom sink. Elon Musk posted a video of himself in San Francisco Wednesday with a line, entering Twitter headquarters, let that sink in. And there he was, literally carrying a sink. This comes after months of declaring his intention to buy the social media company, then trying to back out. And finally, a battle in the courts as Twitter's board sued to prevent him from reneging on the deal. Musk signaled his intentions Wednesday, renaming his Twitter account title as Chief Twit. (laughs) So there's a whole drama going on with uh, all of that. Elon Musk buying Twitter, I guess that goes uh, into effect tomorrow. And people didn't know what to expect. Employees were interviewed saying that there was a guy that, by the way, that clip was from uh, Fox News in San Francisco, the local station up there. The, um, The employees were saying there's a guy outside holding a sink. And he was only with one other person. They didn't recognize him as Elon Musk at first. And then suddenly he walks in carrying a sink like he just bought it at Home Depot. And uh, he said, I'm just here to let it sink in that he's buying. There's a lot of drama because he supposedly said that he was going to lay off 75% of Twitter workers. But he denied that as he was meeting with those workers. But there was something that happened that the the Twitter workers put out a a letter of demands of the new boss. And it got me thinking. I'll share some of those demands with you in a minute. Do we have expectations, expectations in our life that maybe we shouldn't have? Have you ever had an expectation that uh, that something was going to work out for you that didn't? What? And I, and I wonder if we've lost sense of authority, because when I read this letter, these expectations of the new boss, demands, demands of the new boss. The thought going through my mind is if you weren't getting fired, you are now. Some people think that maybe he he floated the idea of 75% to cause a lot of worry in the people working over there at the at Twitter and that they would go find other jobs and sort of uh, self-fire, and uh, as I used to call it, which is a lot cheaper and easier if you're the boss. Um, do you ever think that we have lost our respect for authority, whatever that authority is, whether it's in the home with parents or whether it is in the business place with the person that you work for, authority for figures like the police or politicians who are in authority, uh, whether we like them or not? Um, maybe even we've lost our our authority, our, our respect for authority with the Lord. And uh, what do you think about this? Is this a... a significant problem, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. So he buys the company. I can't imagine doing this with a new boss coming in. You know, I, I was at a church, a big church on staff one time, 
and the senior pastor had left, and a new senior pastor came on board. And particularly in a big church, you know, some churches have, as well as some other organizations, not just churches, but lots of organizations, have a policy that says, hey, everybody has to resign or be ready to resign whenever the new boss comes in, because we want that person to be able to build his or her own team. You know, we want that person to feel like they don't have to do things the old way if they want to do it a different way. And sometimes you need to make a change. And it's scary when you're the employee. Maybe you've been in that situation where you have a good thing going in your job and then the the leadership changes and suddenly your job is not as secure anymore, or at least you perceive that it's not. Well, if, if they put out this figure, 75% of the workers are going to be let go. Uh, that certainly creates that perception, doesn't it? So this this letter came out, got leaked, where we, the undersigned Twitter workers, believe that the public conversation is in jeopardy. Now, the funny part is, is that the reason he bought this is because they have been not allowing a lot of the public conversation uh, over there. There's, It's a fancy place to work. If you go online, you'll see some videos of employees going through and the different places of that they have there. There's this this cafeteria that's just selling top-notch food. I mean, it's it's amazing what they have there. Have you ever been to a company like this? Maybe your company does. Is this part of the expectation now in a new company, a workplace, where you also have a basically an arcade in there? There was foosball and video games and a whole lot of other stuff. And the idea is, hey, during the day, if you need some time to go unwind, you can go in there. There's a yoga room. There was another exercise room. I worked for a company that had an exercise room and zero people ever used it. But uh, anyway, it was there. A whole lot of stuff and very relaxed, casual way of of doing work. I think for some people that works a lot, but I think for other people, they take advantage of it. They're afraid of losing some of that freedom working there. And I don't know that that's justified, except that I think that when there's a new boss, sometimes everything changes. You've probably experienced that before. He says that uh, the letter that his... Uh, employees uh, supposedly sent him, ask for some demands. We demand leadership to respect the platform and the workers who maintain it by committing to preserving the current headcount. So you're the new boss, and the first thing that you get is a letter from the employees saying, we demand that you don't let anybody go. (laughs) Am I old school to think that immediately I would probably let those people go? I Maybe I'm just wrong about that. Maybe that's not very nice of me. But I feel like when I read that, I thought, isn't this a little bit out of order? Shouldn't the letter say something to the effect of, we are excited about the new leadership you would bring, and we want to do everything we can to make this company successful as a service for all of our users who are a part of it? Like, Why not have that attitude? That that seems like the right way to go about it. even though deep down you probably know, hey, there might be some big changes. It's it's very scary. Does does change worry you? Do you have do you have expectations that uh you might have that aren't aren't right or your employees have expectations? What do you think about this? Where where are we at when it comes to how we treat authority, whatever those, whoever those people are. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to join our conversation. 888-528-2557. Have we lost the ability in our country to respect authority? Whoever that authority might be. It could be our boss. It can be the police. It can be a, 
um, you know, people who are political leaders. I mean, there's there's a lot of political leaders you look at and you go, I, you shouldn't have authority. And that's why we have an election coming up in a week is to hopefully, I think in some cases, let a lot of those people go, uh, bring in some new people, hopefully who will do a better job. 888-528-2557 is the number. The Twitter employees went on to make other demands this way of Elon Musk. We demand that leadership does not discriminate against workers based on the usual list of things. We also demand safety for workers on visas who will be forced to leave the country. So it's people who are there probably on work visas who are afraid that they, if they get laid off, they have to go home. Uh, that's how they work. I know, I know a lot of people listening, you're in that situation in your job right now where you're here on a particular work visa and there's a lot of complicated things. You know, if you, if you check the wrong box when you're coming through the airport, you might have to, you might lose your job. It's, it can be crazy. Uh, I had somebody do that. They were, they were passing through the country. They checked, they checked a box on a form that they misunderstood and what they, they thought it said was, um, I'm only here temporarily today because they were actually stopping in Atlanta and then going to their home country. But they worked here. But the box they checked said my visit to the United States is temporary. And what it meant was I'm not coming back. So they revoked her visa. She lost her job. She lost everything. And I tried to help her. We worked through our senator's offices and and things and she couldn't get any help. And she was gone. And you have to be gone for a long time before you can come back. Um, protection, we demand that uh, Elon, Elon Musk explicitly commit to preserve our benefits, those both listed in the merger agreement. And uh, um, we demand that leadership establish and ensure fair severance policies for all workers before and after any change in ownership. And we demand uh, transparent, prompt, thoughtful communication around our working conditions. I guess, and then they said, we demand to be treated with dignity and to not be treated as mere pawns in a game played by billionaires. How does that, to, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm a mean boss. I've had a lot of people work, they, people who work for me tend to be around a long time. So I don't think I'm that mean, but when I'm reading this, I'm like, oh yeah, well, I guess you're not working here anymore. Is that an old way of viewing it? Um now, some of those things aren't bad things for, for a new boss to come in and do. You should, you know, do your best to, to have good benefits for your company if you can. That's how you get longevity often with employees is the benefits are good. You make it a great place to work and people will stay, right? That's, a, that's fine. You should do that, I think. I think that's important. But to demand this of the new boss, I feel like that we have lost our, a sense of order, our sense of, you know, when you have a boss, when you have somebody who is in charge, you know, you may not agree with that person. You may not like the way they run the country or the or the company. You might, or the country, if your boss happens to be, you know, a president or somebody. Um, but you're not that person. You're not in that role. Um, how do you deal with disagreements you might have with leadership in a way that can actually be be helpful. I feel like we've lost this as an art. We've lost the ability to um, serve one another and understand that, that somebody who might be the boss isn't better than you as a human being. That's not what it means. And somebody who is an authority, whether they're a police officer or or somebody who is um, you know, maybe the pastor of your church or an elder there, or maybe somebody who is 
um, a parent. And this is another piece of uh, what's happening even in our families is that mom and dad have authority. And I think two things are happening. One is children are rebelling against that authority and in ways that are shocking to parents. And maybe I'm wrong about this, but Christy and I talk about this all the time. We look at things going on with kids and parents now in schools and we go, that would have never happened in our day. Are we right that that would have never happened or or are we just old and we forgot? Um, I don't, I think it's changed. And often what happens is parents don't take the authority. That as mom and dad, you know, you have the authority to tell your kids no, to, to say no. Interestingly, and I think we're afraid sometimes to say no. We're afraid to use that authority uh, because we think that maybe people won't like us. I think that, that sometimes managers and bosses do this, where we know what the right direction is for our company or our division or whatever area we area of responsibility we have, but we're afraid of offending people, so we don't do the we don't make the right decision when we are stewards of whatever that area of responsibility is, and it causes harm ultimately to everybody. I think this is happening even in the family where moms and dads are afraid to say no more video games to say, nope, you've been looking at a screen long enough for today. We're not going to do that. Or, you know what, today we're, we're going to leave the house and go do something as a, a family. Do you have that kind of fear or have you experienced that? Maybe you have overcome it. Am I, am I right about this? 888-528-2557 is the number. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. You can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. And uh, we we check those out. I know that some of you are at work and you can't really uh, sit down and, you know, make a phone call all of a sudden. So you can send me an email, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I think as I'm as I'm reading this, I think about expectations that lots of people might have. You know, sometimes bosses or people who think they're important have expectations. Yesterday, uh, apparently Kanye or Ye Ye is it Ye it's Ye Kanye. So he's he's the artist formerly known as Kanye, who also is the artist formerly known as the Adidas spokesperson, uh, and a few other things. Um, and he's been getting dropped because of some anti-Semitic comments that uh, he has been making. And, you know, people make some excuses for him because of mental illness, which may be correct. They're still not, we still shouldn't give excuses for some terrible things that people say. Um, he went into Skechers, a shoe company, right? Another clothing company. And I think the idea of, well, they're just going to hire me on as their new, their new spokesperson. And uh, they ushered him out. But I thought it's interesting that he had that expectation that, you know, is the expectation that um, I am who I am and this is really going to help you and you should do it. It seems to me that there is something wrong with the expectation that the management at Skechers is just going to do something because you walked in with a camera crew and did all of that. I think that we have a problem with authority. I think that the problem with authority begins in our country with the rejection, ultimately, of the scriptures, with the rejection of of Genesis 1 through 3, if you want to get really theological about it. Um, 
and there's a there's a specific rejection of it from people who wouldn't believe in God and they're they're not Christians they they don't believe the Bible's true that's one thing but there used to be a a sense in our country that there is a God that ultimately God is in authority whoever this deity is even if you believed uh, in a different religion. That's why we understood from our Declaration of Independence that our rights come from the Creator, right? That we have been created with certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, that these things come from God. And you can have a different take on who you believe that God is or what you believe that God is. But the idea is that there is authority in that, okay? So the authority of God, because God is the Creator, is the idea. That's where you get your rights from. The scary thing is, is if we eliminate that, which we are doing, I think, in our country, and we're making the rights something that comes from government, and in our case comes from elected officials, the same people whose names are on that ballot that hopefully you have and you've already voted or you're going to vote uh, sometime by next Tuesday. Don't vote on Wednesday. They probably won't take it. Um, they're not supposed to take it. Uh I think that part of the rejection and authority that has to do with authority in the family, with, that has to do with authority even in the workplace, that has to do with authority even when we have it as parents or whatever situation we're in, I think that we reject that because somehow in our, our corporate uh, self as, as a country, in our soul, we've rejected Genesis 1 through 3. See, in Genesis 1 through 3, that's where you have the creation. And you might have different belief about how many days it took and some different approaches to that. But if you don't believe that there was a creative process that was deliberate, then what you've done is you've taken away the authority of God, however it is you believe it. If God didn't create, if you take away Genesis 1, 2, and 3, then God's not the creator. If you take away Genesis 1, 2, and 3, then there is no fall of man. There is no sin. There is no uh, first original sin, disobedience. There isn't any of that. There's also no male and female. God created them male and female. God, you know, if you're wondering why we're having these weird conversations about what a woman is, it comes back to this rejection of the authority of God ultimately. In his image, he created them male and female right there. Genesis. But if you take those parts out, then you can say whatever you want about humankind because we are just biologics that somehow life has happened and somehow there is a consciousness that we have and somehow there must be some kind of virus that's made most people believe in God as a creator. It just starts to not make any sense. But if you take away Genesis 1 through 3, you've taken away the basis for justice. You've taken away the basis for for rights, human rights. You've taken away the, the basis for human dignity. You've taken away the basis for male and female. All kinds of things are gone as soon as you take away Genesis 1 through 3. And I think one of the things that is gone is a respect for authority in the home, in the church, in political office, wherever that is. And I think ultimately in every one of those levels of authority, you have taken away respect for God, who is the judge of the universe. See, if you are a, a, a figure where you find yourself the boss, whether you are a politician or a police officer or, you're a, or a parent or whatever scenario you're in, if there's no God, if you've taken away Genesis 1 through 3, then you are the Lord and master of that area, and people just have to do what you say. 
Does that make any sense? And then you don't have to respect leaders either if you find yourself in a situation where you're not the leader. If you're the child, if you are the employee, if you are the citizen, you don't have to respect authority either because God has not established it. It's been established by some kind of construct in the system that um, has put them there. And if you decide that it's not fair or not right or I don't have to uh, submit, then I don't have to. And if there's no God, if there's no God who's a creator, well, then you don't have to really. I mean, you might suffer pain. You might get fired. You might have bad things happen to you. But morally, you haven't done anything. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557, if you'd like to join our conversation. Um, and uh, you can also send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'm wondering what your thoughts are, if you'd like to join the conversation, about authority. Have we lost our respect for authority and why? I think it all comes back to the fact that we have lost, we have rejected as a culture, Genesis 1 through 3, and in the process of that we have lost the actual reason why there is authority, the actual reason why we should submit to that authority, and the actual reason why people who are in authority um, need to serve in a certain way and submit to God and be good stewards of the responsibilities they've been given. 888-528-2557. When we come back, I'll take your calls. We're going to take a break, and I'll get your calls as soon as we get back. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live Thursday edition. I'm Scott Furrow. We'll be back as this Thursday edition continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We're here every day from 3 to 5 every weekday. 888-528-2557 is the number if you'd like to join our conversation. Before the break, we were talking about authorities, authorities that God has established. And do we have a crisis in no respect for authority? Let's go to James and Sherman Oaks. James, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, James. You with me? James, I'll put you on hold. I'll come back to you in a minute. Cherie or Sherry from India. Is it Sherry or Cherie? Cherie, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Cherie. How are you? I'm great, but you must have had your Wheaties and your Cheerios this morning because, my, what a topic you just bit off. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. It's a, it could go a lot of different directions because there's a lot of different uh, authority figures out there, aren't there? Well, well, there are, and let me, let me, I'm uh, coming backwards. As it relates to Elon Musk, I hear what you're saying. You say that uh, the employees are not respecting him because they're making demands. Yeah. But look at it honestly. Elon Musk has SpaceX. He has Tesla. He has uh, other things that he has done in the past. So I think what the people at Twitter are basically saying is, look, we know who you are. We know what you do. Whatever you do, we don't want you to use the fly swatter on us when you're ready to make some different change. We want to be a built and helped establish because we have families and we have lives. And without us, you wouldn't have been able to even buy this company. I think that that might be more of what they're saying than 
saying this is what we demand. Yes, these are their demands. But anybody that knows Silicon Valley knows poor HP people, what, little by little, they were just phased out because mm. the, the owners, the, the fathers passed away. The kids weren't going to do it the same way. They said, we're going to sell based on our name. Everything went to China. Anybody that was working for HP, gone. Yeah. At the snap of a... I think that's what the employees at Twitter are saying. They don't want that to happen to them. Yeah. Well, I understand so, that. I, I'm we, wondering if they just, you know, why didn't they say it the way you said it? That's what I'm wondering. Because, because we are in a different era now. Hmm. I, I raised my 18-year-old on a biblical base. Yeah. I would never invite you to my home because he is in his room on the video, on his computer playing video games. And that's not the same person that got the values that I gave him from the time he was born until now. Hmm. And, and what's happened, Genesis 1 through 3 went out the door. Yeah. We, we, the government says this is what happened. So we have all these mega enterprise systems that run the world at this point, and you got to get in that mega enterprise system global frame of mind, and that has absolutely nothing to do with a biblical foundation. And if we go to the Declaration and the Constitution, we're in trouble right there. Because the preamble, if anybody reads that preamble for comprehension, it's a contract. Hmm. It's a contract. Right. And as you go further into it, it's like in your face. If we read our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution for comprehension and not to get that grade and not to memorize, but you're reading it because you want to know what really went on here? Yeah. It's a contract. And so when we talk about authority, who really has it? When you start dissecting it, who really has it? Who has the authority? A, a police officer that arrives at the scene of an accident where my 96-year-old father is in a rollover car and the first response team and I are, are negotiating getting him out? And that officer has the right to come and yank me on my arm and tell me he's going to arrest me if I don't stay away from the operation? Huh? Excuse me? No, he doesn't have authority. He has color. He has color of authority, but he does not have authority to usurp somebody working on life-saving circumstances just because he has a badge and a color of a uniform. And that's what he, that's what he encountered with me. Mm. I was like, you know what? I got your badge if you touch me again. This was a, an so, actual situation you went through? Oh, yeah. It happened on the 10 freeway, mm. just past Cherry Avenue. Yeah. By the time he showed up, um, first response and myself, we, I mean, we had the whole thing under control. Diverted traffic, uh, extracting a rollover car, everything was under control. But because he had a badge and the color, he thought he had the authority to usurp what was going on. He would have lost his life if he had touched me a second time because my 96-year-old father was in that car. <laughs> we were getting him out. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> so, know... So authority, you have to negotiate authority nowadays. But sometimes authority... Wouldn't you say, though, that sometimes people in authority abuse that authority 
So it's not that oh, they don't have it, day. right? But they they abuse it, and, and parents or leaders or police or sometimes that happens. Yes, and I think that now that people are becoming more aware, they are deciding since Jimmy Clinton said, I didn't touch that woman. Uh-huh. He said something else. Well, when you when a president makes that statement and a third and fourth grader takes on the position, the same position that he takes on, we were through. We're, I mean, what is authority now? So you think that, um, and I think you've got a point that because of the, the abuse of authority that we've seen, that it hinders the entire system where it's harder for people to respect authority, whether it be in the workplace or at home or in the community. Right. And I don't think people want to be, I think what happened with people's houses and their jobs and COVID, nobody wants to be steamrolled over anymore. So Mm. when you stop at that person's you, you come, you bring something to them. Okay, Elon, you just bought the company. That's great. We know who you are. We love you. We want to be a part of what you're doing. But wait a minute. We were here before you were. So let, let us tell you what you're not going to do to us. You're not going to steamroll us. Well, that's what they're saying. But you probably don't have somebody there that's 70 years old who can say, look, let's write it this way. Let's say to him, we do not ever want to be... Uh, abolished in this company. We want to be recognized. We want to grow within this establishment and grow and be a part of whatever you are doing in the future. It takes it takes a certain mindset to do that wrap around. Can we join in? Yeah. Do you versus think you're not steamrolling us? Well, how do we get that mindset back? Because what I what I think the reality is, you know, what I like to say is that that reality is persistent. Okay. Eventually, you know, the reality is if Elon Musk wants to, in fact, he bought the whole thing, right? I don't know if you have ever spent $44 billion. Uh, I never have. Uh, but the reality is if he wants to close it down or fire everybody, he can do that. Um, you, so the rea- there's, there's a reality that certainly those employees are afraid for losing their job. I think they've got really good reason to be afraid. I think the things they're asking right. for aren't aren't bad. Right. Have we just lost the ability? But I think at the end of the day, he's going to make those decisions, and he does have that authority. Whether or not they're the right decisions, I think, is an important question. Isn't there a way? Have we lost the ability even to communicate with each other whenever we have a conflict that's happening with authority? I think the answer to your question is yes. And I say yes, because from day to day, I don't move about thinking, oh, la-di-da, life is great. I move about thinking, how am I going to function if something is to occur? Because if you bump into the back end of my car, I have auto insurance. I'm not really sweating it. You bump my car, uh, can we talk about this? But if... But the reality is, you bump my car, nine times out of ten, somebody's going to get out and start yelling and saying, didn't you see me sitting there? Why'd you back into me? They're going to create a whole other scenario. That's That can happen. Because, and more of that happens than not. So 
we have to think before we even open our mouths. And sometimes what we can do is just keep our mouth shut because we don't know what we're going to deal with. And we're dealing with a society that has been, uh, COVID was an attack. The housing thing yeah. was an attack. What's happened in our schools, across the nation, people have, they've opened their eyes, they started reading, they started studying, they're hearing and seeing what's happening from day to day, and they want to live on the foundational base of either the Bible, Declaration, Constitution. You can only live on the foundational base of the Bible, yeah. but to live that, it's that's a that's a major job to live your entire life on the foundation of the Bible. It is, Sharif, and I know because yeah. Sharia, I want to go to some other calls, but I appreciate your call very much. I think uh, you you have a lot of uh, a lot of insight, things to give us to think about on this question. I'm asking the question: Have we lost our um, our respect for authority, and why is that? And and it can be political authority, government authority, or authority in the home as parents, or even authority in the church. 888-528-2557 is a number. JC in Whittier, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, good afternoon, Pastor um, I really believe that what it comes down to with authority is uh, who you appeal to for authority above the person who has authority immediately above you. For children, parents, for parents, uh, you know, for some people they see it as a state, maybe the church if you're a believer, and above the church it would be scripture and God. Uh, but a lot of people really have a, have a hard time nowadays figuring out uh, who, who the ultimate authority is. Obviously God is trying to be removed um, politically, socially, uh, from being the, the final resting place of authority above people. And so people now, um, I think, struggle with trying to figure out, you know, they, they want a moral, they want a moral standard. Uh, people talk about rights, but at the same time, we have politicians, even our own uh, federal government, who are trying to remove the authority of Constitution, saying it hinders what we want to do. So mm-hmm. really, there's a lot of politicians who are deciding, well, what's politically, socially, and maybe even financially expedient in order to put authority on that, because we don't want it to be God, we don't want it to be Scripture, we don't want these, uh, you know, crazy conservative Christian evangelical people, you know, deciding what is authority, because they will, you know, they will look to, you know, their, their sky daddy, or, or whatever derogatory term they use for the Lord. Um, I, I think nowadays we have lost authority because people don't know where to place it, and nobody can really agree. Yeah. Um, where final authority JC, I got to take a break. Thank you for your call. I think that uh I think that our callers are on to on to the fact that it basically we have so much chaos and I'm saying that I think some of the reason we have chaos is we've rejected Genesis 1 through 3 as a society and if you get rid of the creator and you get rid of the orders that he established or you get rid of the one who established them which in the orders we're talking about the governing authorities. Romans 13 tells us about that. Hebrews 13 tells us about uh, the authorities in the church. Ephesians, the authorities in the home. If you get rid of the one who made those authorities, then we should expect everything is going to fall apart. I got to take a break. I'd love to get your insights on this. Also, I'll take your calls as soon as we get back. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. 
This is Southern California Live. We're talking about authority, and in our country, have we lost respect for authority? And I think this can go a lot of different ways because there's a lot of authority figures. The number is 888-528-2557. If you'd like to join our conversation, 888-528-2557. One of our callers in the last segment, Cherie, she talked about the, the preamble of the Constitution. When was the last time you actually read that? I talk about it once in a while because I think that the first line and really the first paragraph, it says something to us. It, says, it begins with we the people, right? And particularly because we've got an election coming on, there is a particular time for authority for the voter, for the citizen, as we come up to an election. And I want to encourage you to to vote. And part of the reason to vote is because I believe as the scriptures teach very clearly that God has instituted authorities. And in our system, we have been given this authority to pick our leaders. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. And, you know, I think what we've heard from uh, Sharib and, and some other people is maybe we're not too sure this is happening right now. I mean, I, in order to form a more perfect union, now we're never perfect. It's never said we're perfect. That's why you can amend the Constitution. We clearly have lots of problems in our, in our history and problems now. But then it says establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. Uh, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare. These are things that you that a government is meant to do. Okay, there's a lot of history in this that goes back all the way to classical times and before that. Okay, that the authors of this put together. And I, I, what I'm hearing from lots of people is that there is a withering, a a shredding maybe of our our faith that the government is is doing this. Um, the first thing I'd tell you is, number one, go vote. You know, part of we the people is that we have authority right now uh, to vote. Now, I think scripturally also, it tells us that we need to submit to our leaders. And uh, once we give people authority, that's why you, you, you can't have a society function well if people don't submit to the police, even if sometimes the police exceed their authority. And you have to have a system that that reigns that in or does justice when that happens. Same thing is true with uh, pastors in a church or presidents or political leaders of other kinds. Same thing is true with mom and dad, right? There is an authority that we are given that sometimes gets abused or, or goes too far or gets confusing um, in different circumstances. We, the people, we have authority. Uh, half of us aren't going to vote, statistically speaking. Um, I don't think that's right. Uh, I don't think we should just go vote willy-nilly. Uh, you know, I think people should actually pay attention. We should take a look at each candidate and figure out, you know, who is really going to help ensure domestic tranquility and provide for common defense and promote general welfare, establish justice, all of those things, and secure the blessings of liberty uh, to ourselves and our posterity, thinking about our kids, right? Thinking about people who come after us. Because I think another thing that we've lost, and I and the the basis for what we've been talking about is I think that we as a as a nation have rejected Genesis one through three, 
And in, in doing that, what I mean is that we have rejected the basis for authority at all. If, if there is no God or if God is not the creator, then he doesn't have authority. And therefore, commands about sin or the way human beings are made, you know, those things, if, if you take away Genesis 1 through 3, then what you have is a history book of religious people. Uh, you still have some amazing things in there, but when you get rid of Genesis 1 through 3, part of what happens is you lose the authority of God, the authority of God, our creator who in our nation is the one who establishes our rights, okay? That we have these inalienable rights that didn't come from the founding fathers. They didn't come from a bunch of uh, smart people wearing carpets on their head that wrote some stuff down. They acknowledge that they came from God. And as we have grown as a nation, we have at times failed to meet that in in many ways we fought a civil war over failing to meet that but as a country we we fought that war because of the fact that we actually ultimately thought that our rights come from god and if you're denying a group of people those rights we're denying the whole reason we exist there are there's so much to this and we're dealing with a lot of that today i think that we have to be a country that goes back to realizing that authorities are established by god but not to sort of lord it over everybody, which I think is where a lot of the problem comes. It can happen in the home. You know, it can happen in the church. It can happen in with political figures or, or police or government officials where that authority goes beyond what God has said to do. You know, the scriptures are, are full of giving the authority. Hebrews 13, obey your leaders, talking about church leaders, obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be no advantage to you. Um, you know, your, your leaders at your church, you've got to let them do it with joy, not with a bunch of complaining and, and make them hate their job. Um, but keep in mind that the scriptures don't say that they are the Lord and masters of the universe either. They have to give an account for what they are doing. That's why you have passages in Timothy that tell you how, you know, that how to remove a church leader if they are in sin right? There's, there's a way, there is a system that God has given us for how to deal with authority. Romans 13, let every person be subject to governing authorities for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Some people get, you know, ruffled about that. But the thing is, is that that's why we submit to those people we ultimately vote for, or even the ones we didn't vote for, but they happen to win. But they also are accountable for what they are doing uh, to God. And at some point when they try to say that you can't have your faith, you know, Peter and the apostles answered in Acts 5, 29, we must obey God rather than men. And we're talking about uh, apostles who said, you know, P- Peter would say, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, First Peter 2, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good, for this is the will of God that by doing good, you should put silence to the ignorance of foolish people. The same Peter who says we must obey God rather than men, he makes a distinction, right? He makes this distinction that ultimately uh, you, you have to obey the ruling authorities, even if you don't agree with them. Certainly, Peter did not agree with the ruling authorities at, on the, you know, at the day. Um, and he would disobey them when they were telling him not to follow the Lord. And there is a point when we have to do that. I think that a lot of what we've got to deal with in our country, but also in our families and also in our churches, 
and with our elected officials is to bring back the idea that you know even in our hearts those who believe in god it's going to be harder to do this with people who don't believe in god obviously but when we recognize that our rights and our establishment and those things come from god and that we're accountable to those things which is a huge part of it right it's how you avoid the tyrannies it's how you avoid uh the the bad things whether you're the boss at a company or or elsewhere You've got to go back to realizing that God is in charge, he is sovereign, and he oversees all of that. And in leadership, wherever we find ourselves, we're accountable. We're accountable to lead well. We're also accountable to submit to those leaders that God has put in charge. I've got time for one more call. Richard in Santa Ana, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Scott. Thanks for taking me, uh, listening to what I have to say. And you have a great show and a great topic. Um, I just wanted to say a few things regarding... um, I've only got about one minute. One minute. So go ahead, Richard. Sure, sure. It goes back to the people. We need to heal within ourselves, God. Really, that's where it is. A lot of wounds that we've experienced in our lives, whether it's been through the police or through the leadership, this has wounded us. And we need to clear that. We need to forgive. Forgive those uh, those officers that maybe did us wrong, didn't do it right, made a mistake. We need to love. I mean, find love in helping people and loving the officers because they're in, they're humans. They're fathers. They're sons. They're you know, they're people that suffer just like us, and, and they don't want us to hurt, And but they're, they're, they're afraid in their circumstances because of, you know, it's a difficult mm. job. It's not an easy job to do what they yeah. do. Yeah, Richard, know? i got to go and, because i got a hard break coming up, but uh, I think you're on to something. There's more to talk about in this in this topic, and what Richard was saying about forgiveness, it's not just with the officers, but maybe it's the forgiveness of our parents if they did wrong or the forgiveness of a boss that we worked for if they did wrong, forgiveness of political figures. I mean, can you imagine? Um, that also is part of submitting to God and God's authority. There is so much here, and he's right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pain, but there's also grace and hope that we get from our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a lot more to say on this. We'll hit this topic another time, but we're done for today. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. I'll see you tomorrow from 3 to 5. Open line Friday. You can bring it up again tomorrow. God bless you. Have a nice evening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.